0: With Super Bowl champion Kerry Davis, I'm Randy Carricker. And uh, during the break, I looked up the the definition of sage. And the definition of sage, according to Merriam-Webster, is one such as a profound philosopher distinguished for wisdom. Mm. And with that, we bring sage Joe Vitale into the conversation <laughs> via the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line. Like Good that. morning, sir. How are you doing? Hey, Randy.
1: How are you doing, Kerry? You know, when I hear the word sage... <laughs> I think of Thanksgiving, I think of I think my, my wife's cornbread stuffing. She uh, The only time we ever use the herb sage, I mean, people probably use it at different times. I think you can use it on some Italian chickens, but I tell you what, sage in my wife's cornbread stuffing, I don't know about you, Carrie and Randy, but cornbread stuffing, that is the bread of choice in our house during Thanksgiving.
0: Do you ever actually stuff the turkey and heat the, the stuffing inside the turkey? I don't no, do that I don't anymore. Think, I don't think
1: anyone does that anymore because I feel like what happens is, You end up steaming uh, the stuffing Mm -hmm. instead of like, I I need some texture. That's why I, I need it exposed across the platter. So I need I need I need some crunch. So I would imagine again, I've never tried it before. I would imagine if you if you stuff that turkey, it just steams it, which isn't. Uh, I feel like you miss an element when you, when you don't have that good texture.
0: One hundred emoji there. There's a. <laughs> I just did that for
1: you. <laughs> I think it,
2: it dries it out is what I believe happens yeah. if you put it inside the turkey. Speaking of that, what is your favorite uh, meal? Favorite portion of the meal for for Thanksgiving? Are you a are you a turkey guy, a ham guy, or or with mac and cheese? What what, do, what is your go to? What are you going back for?
1: You know, the only thing I just hate, my my only bugaboo about Thanksgiving is, and I hope you guys are not like this, and I hope I don't hurt your feelings, I can't stand it when people, like, just pile up the plate like a mountain, and all their food just oh. gets mixed in. You know what I'm Joey. trying to say? Like, With come your... on, be a human. <laughs> oh. Like, come on, let's get civilized right. here for a minute. It's called <laughs> seconds and thirds, like. Take a couple trips. Like, Joey, what's going on, Carrie? Don't tell me you Joey
2: like that. V, you all will be upset with me because I'm everything is touching. There is nothing better than the juices touching one another. You put them all together. You, sometimes you take the greens and the dressing and you put it on one fork and you chew them up at the same time. You take some cornbread. You don't let – listen, I don't need my food portioned off. It's all going to the same place. I don't all care right. if it touches.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: so funny. You know, it's so funny you say that because – when you think about a plate like that, I, I will admit, sometimes when you're eating it, sometimes it's a miss because there's going to be certain combinations that are huh. – but every now and then you probably have like this, this umami bomb of like, wow, that was a great bite. you know. And it's kind of like the um, – so, so the whole idea behind a specific bite being like that, that euphoric state, uh, Ben and Jerry, Ben and Jerry's ice cream. So Ben and Jerry from Vermont, they were making ice cream, and this is going back when they started their, their business, obviously, and it was Jerry – who said to Ben, he goes, hey, we got a couple flavors, let's do the cookie dough, the Oreo, whatever it was. And Jerry's idea was, we are going to divide the Oreos or the cookie dough, whatever flavor it was, we're gonna divide it into small pieces, because he thought that every bite should have a little bit of the Oreo or a little bit of the cookie dough. Mm-hmm. And then Ben rebuttaled, and Ben said, you know what? I like that, and that's how everyone's doing it, that's how the Bass and Robins are doing it, the Dairy Queens, but what if we had these massive chunks And we kind of threw them in there sporadically. Well, then Jerry, of course, like, well, then people are going to get bites that, that of course, you know, aren't going to have the actual cookie dough in it. And he goes, yeah, but then when you get that bite, then it's like, boom, what a bite, right? (laughs) And and sure enough, Ben won the argument. And to this day, that's, look, you eat a, a pint of Ben Jerry's ice cream. We've all been there. We've mm. all had our hearts broken. We've all sat and watched Austin Street <laughs> with a pint of Ben and Jerry's. I know I have. And every now and then you get that, that bite. And it's kind of like sometimes in life, you know, uh, carry it to your point. Sometimes on that Thanksgiving play, you're going to have a couple of misses. But every now and then you're going to get a winner.
0: I'll tell you what. Have you ever had the peanut butter and chocolate from Oberweiss? Oh, anything from Oberweiss, Randy, is down my alley. It's awesome. <laughs> get the peanut butter and chocolate because it's the same thing. It's just a, a massive, spectacular piece of peanut butter that you get, uh, and you don't get it every bite. But when you do, no. whoa. it's a Chick Fil A. It's a Chick Fil A theory. Like, why do I
1: always want Chick Fil A when it's Sunday? I don't get it, and it pisses me off the Chick Fil A And all I wanted, all I wanted to take a sandwich. I don't ask for a lot in life. I'm like, ooh, Chick Fil A sounds good. Like, ah, it's it's Sunday, Sunday. But what does that do? It makes it makes that hunger it makes that drive even deeper for the next time you get it true hey hey, uh, Joey the, the Blues got a
2: win yesterday so their drive should be deeper for another one what did you see last night and, and to finally uh in this eight game losing streak what what was the what were some of the bright points from
1: last night's game well you know they needed that one we talked to Robert Thomas right after the game I mean, we said hey congrats on the win. He's like who we needed that one he was so relieved it was almost like his first inning show whenever you know and and I think that uh, they're relieved. Uh, they're excited. They got off that kind of that schneid, the monkey off the back, get that eight-game eight losing streak behind them. And now they can kind of start back from square one and start to build on something. You know, you look at you look at the game last night. Uh, it certainly had a lot of great things. I thought the four-check was very evident. Uh, everyone everyone just brought what they needed to bring. You know, Brain Shen, to me, says the best. A couple, couple days ago in the morning skate, he said, you know, when we're talking about getting that bounce, when you're talking about getting a little puck luck, right? Yes, certainly there is luck to it. But at the same time, from an athlete's standpoint, and this is kind of a cool perspective, he said, while you're looking for that puck luck or that bounce, you have to make sure you're doing everything you can to increase the probability. I love the way he put that, to increase the probability of luck coming your way, whether that be you know playing on your toes or initiating or driving in on the forecheck or stopping in front of the house, like foundational, fundamental hockey things you can do on a day-in, day-out basis to ultimately increase the probability, and I think that the probability was high last night for the team, and they certainly finally got that bounce they needed. They got great two points on home ice against the Sharks, a really good hockey team, even though they've been struggling, um, some some deep veterans on that team, so it was a great win. And now as they head into the Mother's trip this weekend for Vegas, Colorado, Chicago, great road trip coming up. <laughs>
0: I'm so happy that you mentioned that, that it's a mother's trip because I had forgotten that because the reason that I I welcomed you as a sage was to ask you if a rookie comes to Joe Vitale and says, Joey, what do I need to avoid in Vegas? What are you going to tell them? Well, they won't have any problem with that with their moms with them. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, you know, believe it or not, like, yeah, I'm going to take it a step further. The moms actually aren't going to Vegas. They're oh, meeting uh, them in Colorado. Smart move.
0: Smart yeah, move. Smart move. I'm,
1: not yeah. sure. I'm not sure if that was driven to the players or Doug Armstrong. Maybe the moms themselves. Maybe they, they, they wanted to avoid Vegas at all costs. So they're actually meeting them in Colorado. And, you know, the moms trip, for all the fans out there, you know, they've probably seen, you know, clips and videos of dads trips. So once a year, teams typically will bring a mom or a dad on a trip they load the charter they eat with the team pregame meals they sit in on meetings uh, they're with them after the game they fly on the planes or on the buses everything your their kids do on a daily basis all they ever hear about is on the phone calls right hey honey how you doing i'm on the bus heading to the airport now okay, you i love you talk to you later then you get you know so they're going to experience it all they're going to experience getting into chicago at two in the morning and they're going to know what that feels like you know i never forget i had one mom's trip when I was in Pittsburgh, the moms were all passed out on the bus going from the airport to our, our I think when we were in LA, they were so exhausted. It's one 30 in the morning, but I think it's a really good perspective for, for the moms to see and the dads always get their turn. So I'm mm-hmm. so glad the blues, I'm so glad the blues uh, were able to do this uh, again on the mom's trip. They're, they're Moms are just proud of their kids. Like dads, you know, they're, they're proud, but they're also kind of sitting back and just enjoying the ride. They're going out for some beers with each other, but you know, moms, I tell you what, they're just, they're fully uh, just in, in love with with this little child ever since, you know, when, when of course, as you guys know, when, when the babies, boom, they come out of the canal and all this oxytocin surge <laughs> boom, right to the mom's brain and, and all of a sudden they got to take care of this. This thing, you know, essentially that's what it is. All you got to do is keep it alive. You know, we, we, we get caught up in like, oh, we got to learn the alphabet by this. And they got to play sports and all these activities. No, you got to keep that thing alive. You got to keep that thing alive. And all these moms did it and did it to the best of their ability. Now their kids are playing the NHL. So good for them. They get to enjoy it for for while.
0: All right. So the, the moms aren't going to be in Vegas. So what, what do the, the youngsters avoid? So the, uh, Sage, Joey, I know I'm going to have fun there. I can have fun a lot of places. But where do I not want to be if I'm a pro hockey player? If
1: you're a pro hockey player and the team stays at a great hotel, I'm not going to give it out because then I think that people would probably show up, but they stay at such a good hotel. And really, I'm not a bath guy. I'm not a bath guy. But the hotel they stay at in Vegas, you, everything you need you have right in your room. Okay. They have a soaking tub with, like, these, like, bath salts like these lavender bath salts or lemon bath salts they have like a, an air diffuser you can change the scent of the room mm. i'm telling you if you want to stay out of trouble if you're a hockey player in vegas stay at this hotel where i'm again i'm not gonna name what it is but everything you need you got you got right in your room just chill just chill. spa you, you're living in a spa
2: pretty smart play by the blues making sure the room is comfortable enough that they don't need to go outside to seek comfort elsewhere
1: exactly i mean exactly <laughs> absolutely right and, you know and uh, and for the moms again I'm, I'm glad i am super glad that you know they are avoiding that because they don't have to necessarily worry about that you know, it was funny uh, speaking of moms i was just uh, i was talking to my sister today she just gave birth to twins
0: i mean oh, god oh, I, yeah, I
1: can't imagine i can't imagine uh, you know having one of those things living in i mean think about it living in your belly like i've had bad indigestion at times but never like nine months That's actually 10 months technically and she looks huge and I said, well, you know, hey, Josie, you know, she was really uncomfortable one day. She was really upset. And like, well, at least you're not an African elephant. And she looked at me like, is that supposed to help me? I go, well, because African elephants, they have like a 13-month gestation period, and you only got a 10. And uh, I, I wish uh, you,
0: you, could, you could see the tension in her <laughs> I eyes. I, all well. all I <laughs> so w- when you two were kids and mom yelled upstairs, either Josie or Joey, did either of you ever show up at the top of the steps at the same time?
1: Well, it depend on the tone because it would be Joe, Joe, hey Joe. If it was a hey Joe, I'd be like, you take this one. So I was like, <laughs> okay. Joey, so the- sweetie, that's like a breakfast call. That's, boom, I'm gone. You know what I mean? It's all. It's, it's not about what you say in life; it's about how you
0: say it. Exactly. You know what I mean? Indeed. Indeed. So, hey, uh, one last thing, and you mentioned your time in Pittsburgh. Both of you guys, esteemed St. Louis broadcasters, played. The better part of your careers yeah. in Pittsburgh. So next week, what we're going to do is we're, we're going to get Pittsburgh memories from Joey and Kerry. Well, I was listening to you, Joey, the other day, and you were talking about Carson
2: Street. And I was like, oh, man, memories. It, it brought back great <laughs> memories of Pittsburgh and my time there. And I so I, I did hear you talking about it. I think it was on the broadcast uh, before the
1: Flyers game, I believe. You probably had some celebrations down on oh, Carson. Yeah. I know we all did. I mean, it was uh, <laughs> that's, that's the street. I mean, uh, we'll get into that next week, but I'll never forget, really quick, Brooks Orpic and I. Brooks Orpic was uh, obviously maybe a possible Hall of Famer, two Stanley Cups. He, we went to Permanti Brothers, carry. Permanente Brothers, mm. Kerry. Permanente yep. Brother, man. You, you had to have been to Permanti yep. Brothers. Yep. Uh, they they, they stacked these sandwiches to the ceiling, right? And they put fries, everything on it. And he's a health nut. Brooks is a health nut. We sit in Permanti Brothers, and, and he goes, I'll just have the, uh, the Columbia sandwich, but I don't want any fries on it. And they're like, well, we can't do that. And he's like, no, no, no. Just like, you can put them on the side. He's like, and they're like, no, like, we don't serve a sandwich unless the fries are on the sandwich. Like, it was like, he was so like, no, no, I just put them on the side. Like, we don't do that. Like, you know Okay. Well, and, this, and they knew who it was, too. They stood by it. It was my, my go-to spot.
0: Amazing. Hey, Joey, have a great trip, and we'll talk to you next Friday. Hey, sounds good, boys. You guys have a great weekend. You too. Thank you. That is the great sage, Joe Vitale here on 101 ESPN.